the other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Thank you for listening to our program on 77 WABC. Well, Mayor Eric Adams has accomplished another first, although this is one that he's not going to be too proud of. Eric Adams' job approval rating has tumbled to 28%, according to Quinnipiac. Now, what's the significance of this? The significance of this is that this is the lowest approval rating that any mayor has had since Quinnipiac began polling back in 1996. As unpopular as Bill de Blasio was, he never reached this level. As unpopular as Mike Bloomberg was after those record property tax increases and all those cuts back in 2003, he never reached this level. As unpopular as Rudy Giuliani was at times, being a Republican in a heavily blue city, he never reached this level. Now, I don't put a lot of stock in polls for various reasons, and I don't think polls should make people take certain actions that they otherwise wouldn't take. However, I'm in the minority, and the reason I'm mentioning this is because the mayor's people are going to take this poll very seriously, and what that could portend for us, New Yorkers, is a very big problem. Why? Well, there's only one group in all of New York City that still has a positive view of Mayor Eric Adams. It's the black community. That's the only group, the only ethnic group, the only subsection, the only crosstab that still gives him passing grades. Now, why is that problematic? You wouldn't be necessarily surprised that the black community is supportive of a black mayor. It's problematic because whenever Mayor Adams has gotten in trouble or called out on his nonsense, he has run to play the race card. He accused the press corps of not covering him because there were not enough black reporters. He said one of his proudest things that he did as a cop was uh, beating up crackers. I'm paraphrasing here. That's not a quote, but that was the word that he used to describe white people that he interacted with as a police officer. So my fear is that he is going to attempt to double down in playing the race card and showing solidarity with the black community. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but if it becomes his go-to move even more, it could be a very bad thing. Why are Adams' numbers so low? Well, generally, when a mayor moves right, as Adams has on uh, school prayer, as he has on budget cuts, as he has on uh, the migrants of late, then generally you get a little bit more support from the right. But whether it's the corruption investigations, the sexual assault lawsuit, or the fact that people on the right just don't trust him, he's not picking up any new supporters on the right. So the right-wingers still don't like him, and the left-wingers now don't like him. It's going to be a very interesting two years for the remainder of his term. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Have you ever had an interest in meeting me? Well, if you live anywhere near Woodbridge, New Jersey, you're going to have that opportunity next week. I'll tell you how in just a moment. But for now, I'm going to give you a much better opportunity. Now is your chance to win a $100 gift card courtesy of the Woodbridge Jewelry Exchange in Woodbridge, New Jersey. 
All you have to do is be the seventh caller right now to 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222, and a gift card is yours. You don't have to know the phrase that pays. You don't have to know a trivia question. If you're the lucky winner, you can come pick up the gift card and get your holiday shopping done with me at the Woodbridge Jewelry Exchange in Woodbridge, New Jersey. I'll be there with Sid Rosenberg and Ernie Anastas on December 14th. That's a week from today from 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. Again, be the seventh caller right now to 1-800-848-WABC and a $100 gift card is yours. Wishing you the best of luck and you can still come out and meet me even if you're not the winner. In fact, I'm hoping a lot of people will come out and meet me next Thursday because it'll be pretty embarrassing if there's a long line of people to meet Sid, long line of people to meet Ernie, and then nobody even knows who I am. So if you listen to this show or if you know who I am, please come out to the Woodbridge Jewelry Exchange next Thursday from 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. Good luck. Be the seventh caller right now. We're going to have a look at the life and times of the great Norman Lear in just a moment. If you have thoughts on Norman Lear, we'll get to him. And uh, I have some fun memories of Norman Lear that I think you're really going to enjoy. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. I think one of the most important aspects of being an American is jury service. And one thing that absolutely drives me crazy is when people try to get out of jury service. There are not a lot of things that this country asks of you. We ask that you pay taxes. We ask that if you're a male, you register with a selective service. And the only other thing for the privilege of being an American that you have to do is jury duty. And it kills me whenever people try to weasel their way out of it somehow. Well, now The other thing that has irked me for quite some time might be coming to an end. I've long been bothered that in New Jersey, there are a whole bunch of people with criminal convictions who are not able to serve on juries. Well, now, lawmakers have advanced a bill this week that would allow people with criminal convictions to serve on juries except anyone convicted of murder or aggravated sexual assault. Now, that's a controversial carve-out that I don't agree with. I think it's completely undemocratic. I think once you've paid your debt to society and once you are functioning as a member of society again, you should get all the privileges of being a member of society, including the right to vote, including the right to serve on a jury. Well, the measure is a major criminal justice reform that's meant to expand the jury pool, reduce racial disparities in juries, and signal to formerly incarcerated people that jury duty is both their right and their civic obligation. It would also bring New Jersey into line with the rest of the country. So a surprise amendment excluding people convicted of murder and aggravated sexual assault has been dominating the discussion this week. And I don't like that that carve out is there, but I think this is a huge step in the right direction. So I hope any of the many listeners that we have that listen in the New Jersey State Legislature, Assemblyman Don Guardian, Assemblyman Robert Auth, State Senator John Bramnick, many others, I hope you will pass this legislation. This is so important. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. 
Well, the race for the congressional seat that was formerly occupied by George Santos is certainly heating up. The Democrats have settled on Congressman Tom Suozzi. He formerly occupied this seat, and he was even endorsed by his old adversary, Governor Kathy Hochul. You know she couldn't have been happy about that. She made him drive all the way up to Albany to meet with her before she would agree to to endorse him. But the election is going to be in February, so now the Republicans need to pick a candidate. And it looks like there are some problems with the top two frontrunners that the Republicans have been talking about. Maisie Maisa Pillip, who's a pro-Israel, black, Orthodox Jew, who also served in the IDF, she has been described by many people as the front runner. She's currently in the Nassau County Legislature. Well, now, as reported by Politico New York, she has been a registered Democrat since 2012. Now, they would have to give her a Wilson Pakula. They could do that. But I think some Republican leaders, especially because this is likely to be a national race, may not be thrilled with the prospect of running a registered Democrat for this seat. So we'll see. Additionally, one of the other people that has been talked about as a front runner here, Mike Sapracone. He has donated over $39,000 to Tom Suozzi since 2017. Newsday reported that uh, just last year in his bid for governor, he gave Suozzi $27,500. So how can he run against Swazi when Swazi could say, oh, if I'm so horrible, why did you give me almost $40,000 since 2017? I think that is very, very difficult to overcome. Also, he has some issues from when he was a cop. He was accused of coercing a false confession and ignoring exonerating evidence that kept a man wrongfully imprisoned for two decades. We'll see where that goes. So uh, there's been some talk of state Senator Jack Martins. He may be the Republican for this seat and uh, kind of a dark horse, but somebody I think might be a very interesting candidate is Cara Castronova, the former professional boxer. She's now a cable news host. She's been a guest on this show. She was also one of the trainers for The Biggest Loser and in the history Full disclosure, I know Kara, and uh, she has interviewed for this seat, so we'll see where that goes. Beam me up! To be continued.